and boom goes the dynamite. Boom goes the dynamite, 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 boom goes the dynamite, dynamite, boom. And boom goes the And welcome to episode 106 of Boom Goes the Dynamite, the AEW Dynamite Review Show here on the PWOM Podcast Network. I'm Jeffrey. With me tonight is Paul Sebastian. Paul, how you doing, man? Sleepy, Jeff. I got really, really tired, like, right before the main event, which was, I mean, as we're going to find out, a really unfortunate time to be tired, but I'm, not, I'm like, going to yawn in the middle of this. See this? This is, and it's authentic. I'm fighting back a yawn. I just, I don't know if it was... Maybe I, I had a little a glass of Bordeaux here during this. Maybe that just got me a little sleepy. I don't know. Uh, but low energy. Low energy, Jeff. Yeah. Well, and you know, on a related note, I, I apologize for missing last week's show because... The lowest of energy. No energy. We didn't even do the podcast. Yeah. Well, I, I just was legit not feeling well. Because <laughs> yeah. we also got hit with a ton of snow last week. And between... Uh, my back was killing me after that. Cause I am an old man and, you know, just, uh, trying to, uh, yeah, you had a lot of that stuff to shovel up there yeah, in the, uh, then, the Midwest, the mama, 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 Midwest. Yeah. And then I, uh, I just also wasn't feeling well at all. And I, I did, uh, take, uh, one of those at home COVID tests and I did test negative. So it wasn't that. So it well, must've just been wonderful. The, must have just been the you know the debilitating head cold I usually get around this time every year. So you know we are sorry about your maladies, Jeff. But we are back. We have returned, and we picked a good week to come back and do the pie. I think a good week, a lot. We picked a, an eventful week yeah. <laughs> to come back. I mean, last week would have been good. Last week would have been good too. But yeah, I already forgot about that. Last week never even happened uh, in my brain. Because we didn't do a podcast about it, I just like totally forgot everything that happened on Dynamite. Well, that's not good. <laughs> I mean, you know, I, just, I watch a lot of wrestling. You can only have so much room there. Yeah, well, you know. Um, so I got caught up this week, so it's fine. Yeah, there you go. So uh, so I'm going to guess you did watch. Uh, well, I know you watch Rampage because you do the, the show every night. I did do watch Rampage, and I also watched Elevation and Dark this week. Wow. I already forgot most of that. Oh, uh, I know you recommended a match to me, but I don't even remember what it was. Uh, you know what? I probably already forgot too. I know I clipped some some stuff that was happening on Elevation, um, or ta- or tweeted about some of it. But you know, Dark and Elevation. I've talked about this. It's like great background wrestling to have, and like you don't need to pay super close attention to it. But once in a while, you'll get a nice little match and uh, little catch ups with characters you don't see. As often, you know, on Wednesdays and Fridays. So I guess it was a fun little check-in. Boy, you weren't kidding about being tired, were you? Dude, I am so tired. <laughs> I'm well, like literally, and I'm not joking about this. I'm like, as soon as we finish this podcast, I'm shooting this shit off and immediately going straight to bed. 
like directly. Well, I'm sure you're gonna wait till you could retweet the the the, the link to the show, but yeah. I guess if I got to do that. Yeah, you uh, do. I guess I'll do that. Yeah, it's, I guess you, I'll post the podcast, whatever, for the people listening to the podcast right now. I guess I'll have done that. Yeah, so Maybe. You, know, you, you do got some contractual obligations here, buddy. But uh, well, as you know, maybe I'll walk through the forbidden door. Maybe I'll stomp all over that contract. Who <laughs> <laughs> boy! On that note, uh, well, I mean, let's uh, let, let, let's talk this episode where we go live to the Jim Whelan Boardwalk uh, Hall. <laughs> I, can't, I can't remember. I can't read my own scrawl here anymore. The Jim Whelan, the Jim Whelan Boardwalk Scrawl. Yeah, there you go. The Jim Whelan Boardwalk Hall in Hot Atlantic City, New Jersey, for this week's episode of AEW Dynamite. Your host, Jim Ross, Tony Schiavone, and Excalibur. And we start off with uh, Wardlow coming out, carrying cardboard cutouts, walking on a Burberry <laughs> ca- carpet. <laughs> Already, we were, I was like, what are we in for here? But Wardlow, yeah, definitely selling this really well. Clearly not real happy with the task he was given this evening. Uh, among other things, uh, I, of course, am never very happy when they're, when we start off with a promo either. <laughs> I, 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 I have yeah, you know, this is something that uh, AEW doesn't do very often. And, you know, we don't even need to we don't need to go into like the, the fine details of this segment because it was a long one. It was uh, a very long one. Nor like this is obvious. This is New York stuff, right? Like starting your show with a long promo is something that New York has been much maligned for for a number of years in the three hour Monday night era. Um, and it's been a refreshing change that AEW does not do business that way. And whenever they dip their toes into it, it kind of reminds you why, man. Like this just is not the right way to open up a wrestling show. And you know, the theme here to me was was like pacing, right? Like. Well, there was a lot to like in this show, and we'll get into a lot of really good stuff here, but it was paced so strangely. Uh, and a 20-minute uh, talkie segment at the top, a little bit rough. Yeah, and there was, you know, during the introduction with the the, the line about bangs all the rats, too, it was like, oh, God, no, no. But they did, I mean, you know, he they, he, they glossed over it pretty quickly. Yeah, the, 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 it's on. like, the, and that's the deal, right? It's like supposed Oh well, this guy is a tasteless asshole, and everyone knows it, though, and everyone around him knows it. Um, uh, I, I have a I have a line here uh, when when uh, when MJF is being carried out in the palanquin. I said, "Is this the current CZW JoJo, dojo class?" Them out. Oh, there you go. <laughs> he he, uh, he he stole a kiss from one of his valets there as well, which I did think was very funny. Jesus Christ, I can't. I'm literally like yawning between like when you're talking too. I'm like really <laughs> trying my best here, but every time, bro, every time. Oh my goodness! Uh, yeah, maybe you should. I would like, like that palanquin. I should. I could use the palanquin right about now. Maybe you should like not drink Bordeaux before you. Uh, we do the show, Paul. All right. Well, you know, I was looking for Chateauneuf du Pop, and I couldn't find any, Jeff. So maybe you should blame North Georgia. I, I do. I, I blame North. This wouldn't Georgia have happened for, if I could get better French wine. I, I blame North Georgia for quite a bit, actually. So it turns out, um, but not Squidbillies. We are uh, very thankful for Squidbillies. Uh, well, you know, then there was uh, unknown Henson. But anyway, well, funnily enough, uh, we were driving up north to Michigan uh, earlier this year. 
we drove by a big giant statue of early Kyler up in the North Georgia mountains. Like oh my an God, actual, what? it was wild. <laughs> oh, I, yeah. What? We just drove right by it. We drove right by it. It was huge. And it like fascinated us. And we were like, we wanted to get a picture of it on the way back. But we didn't drive by it on the way back. We took a different route. Well, I didn't see that when I was, when I, last time I drove through Georgia, I did not see that, but I did see the insane, uh, zombie Jesus billboards. Like when you're heading down to Florida, oh, it's probably way south of where I am. Oh, so yeah, I most likely. Jesus. Yeah. yeah, I wouldn't know that. Paul, <laughs> I haven't been south of like Midtown Atlanta since I got here. Paul, go get you some stems or coffee or uppers or something. My God, <laughs> no, I'm gonna get me some sleep. Is what I'm gonna get me, Jeff. This is, you know, we do a podcast at night and this is one of the risks you run. And, and now you, yes. Yeah, so and now you do a morning show and now your, your schedule's all out of whack. I mean, you know, I, I say you say morning show, but I start at 11 a.m. You know, it's like, it's a morning quote unquote morning show. Well, it, it, well, like it, it, well, it's a, it, it's at 10 a.m. In, in, in civilized. It's not like I'm really fucking so. up my sleep cycle for it or anything, man. You know, it's not like I'm, uh, I'm not getting up like these real, like, like it's drive time or something, you know? Oh, geez. Uh, I, overall, I thought that this, the whole, the whole air of this promo was a very Baltimore Ravens doing the, the Gatorade dump for winning a regular season game that they pull uh, you know, week three regular season games that I've seen them pull before because the congratulations Baltimore- you're describing the MJF character. Yeah. <laughs> the you're Baltimore describing the character. Yeah. The that's Baltimore. Why, that's what Ravens. works about it. And it's why everyone thinks it's, you know, he's, that's why he's one of the best heels in wrestling right now. Uh, was the segment like particularly good? No, but was I happy with the outcome and events therein? Yes. All right. So let's, that is gonna, the, so let's cut to the. Well, that's going to be a recurring theme for this show. Is uh, not happy with the way it was done, but happy with the results. Yeah. So let's cut to the chase. The chase is CM Punk does come out to uh, interrupt this uh, this shindig, uh, bringing out uh, Darby Allen and Steve Stinger with him. Uh, Punk is challenging for rematches against Wardlow and against MJF. Um, he just wants any rematch with anybody. FTR is like, I'll take a rematch too. Everybody yeah. just wants to, to have rematches. Yeah. So and then Jake Hager was sitting there with no rematches because he gets no match. Because Jake Hager wasn't part of the segment. Oh yeah, different different big guy. That was later. I am yeah, tired. That, that was later. Uh so the, the the end result is that Punk can have a a a rematch with FTR in a tag match uh with anybody except for Darby or Sting. And furthermore, uh if Punk wins, he gets the uh he he gets a rematch anytime anywhere against against uh, Maxwell Jacob Freeman. So. MJF loves to give like three or four stipulations or conditions per match or uh, like thing in order to face him. He really yeah. likes to do this. this he, is like yeah, very... he, he keeps going back to that. Well, yeah, he, he really does. And you know, I guess Tony, good on Tony Khan for just like allowing it and be like, hey, sure, man, whatever you say, bud. Yeah. Uh, and of course, this was a night of promising uh, uh, a, a, a big free agent to show up. So the, 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 let the speculation begin. Um, when we come back from the commercial break, we have uh, Andrade El Idolo meeting with uh, said Darby Allen and Steve Stinger. And uh, I guess uh, Steve and Darby don't understand what Andrade's deal is because yeah, they're like, what's your what's your whole deal? Uh, Sting did what? Uh, shout out to uh, somebody in, in a group DM and uh, referred to as uh, Peggy Hill Spanish. 
Something that's that Sting likes <laughs> yeah. to frequently do. Oh, yeah. We, we, we joke about You have Peggy. to face me mano e mano. Yeah, we, we, we joke about Piggy Hill Spanish quite a bit in, in this household. <laughs> yeah, well, uh, good old Stinger definitely broke out a little Peggy Hill Spanish on this one. Oh, for they, sure. Uh, Andrade is still courting Darby. Darby says, my sights are set on the TNT championship. Andrade says, well, I'm going to be the next TNT champion, so... Uh, I guess you're going to have to work for me because you have to face me for the belt. I don't really understand the logic of this totally, but Andrade's got a plan, I guess. So we'll see. Okay. It's it's interesting that we're adding names to the TNT title chase. Yeah. When it seems- we all kind of feel like Sammy Guevara's run is on shaky ground as it is. It really feels like anybody could take that belt from it at any time. And that's an interesting way to look at it as a fan. We finally get our first match of the evening. Uh, Warlow versus the Blade. Uh, Warlow, of course, ha- had to do this on the fly. Um, you know, this was not squashy enough to be a Warlow match. I'm sorry. It, it was all right, but uh, it wasn't squashy enough. It, yeah, I guess it could have been a little squashy. I mean, you know, the Blade is Warlow's biggest name of, like, squash guys to date, right? Like, he's the biggest name of, like... The rest of them have been like quote unquote local talents. So we're kind of stepping up the rungs a little bit. So Blade gets a little more offense and, and you know, takes four power bombs in the symphony. So we got the, we got the strong Wardlow esque finish. We did. And then we also have Sean Spears, you know, trying to take the he's spotlight there. from him. He, he's just kind of, he's there, got so. chair. He's got a chair. He's a chair guy. He is. He's got uh, his Burberry chair. Yeah. Uh, after that, we get a segment of, uh, Penta Al Miedo digging up an old mask of his from a graveyard. It was like, oh, we got some Lucha Underground energy going on. Pentagon Bring back the Let's bre- fucking go. Bring back oh. the breaker of arms. <laughs> Woo! Let's Pentagon do- Dark. I got real, real excited about this. Uh, this is a really f- great way to uh kind of divert Pentagon as, you know, Phoenix still recovers, get a new direction and uh, some descent within death triangle. I think, I think Pentagon's new direction here kind of leads him away from pack and where these three go from here. Uh, really intriguing. Yeah. And I yeah, mean, Pentagon's probably, Pentagon's probably going to snap a few arms along the way. Oh yes. Oh, bring it, bring it on. Uh, yeah, I mean, I mean, my, you know, I, I've talked about Lucha Underground a lot to anyone that's listened and yeah, Pentagon's season one and season two Lucha Underground run is a big part of why I became the wrestling fan that I am today. Oh my good. You know, I, I was kind of ha- half wondering if he was going to, he was going to dig up Pope uh, Vampiro for a second there. Honestly, I would love this would be a great way to have Vampiro come back. Bring back the master. Let's go. Except does Make anybody actually want Vampiro back is the real question. Me. Yes, me. You? I'm the guy. Okay. Yeah, it's me. I'm the guy that wants Vampiro back. Because I, I know mo- mo- most in the Lucha community uh, would be glad to see the back of, of, old, of old Ian. But uh... well, they can, they're not. I'm not in the Lucha community. I'm just a dumbass for the podcast. And I say, give me Vampiro. There we go. We then get the inner circle team meeting in which uh, we we real early on we get Santana calling out the corny shit, which hey, thank you. Good golly, there's been some of it. There's been some corny shit every once in a while, every now and again. Uh, Usually, (laughs) yeah, Chris Jericho. Yeah, you know, 
I, I, I think I have now just hit the wall with Chris Jericho where, like, I just don't want to see Chris Jericho. I disagree. I do want I to see a, Chris Jericho. I, I need a break from Chris Jericho, I think. Well, you're going to get one because Chris Jericho is about to go on tour. There's another Fozzie tour starting in March. So that's what we're doing here, right? That's, like, how we're pacing this story. Uh, he's, you know, bringing this inner circle breakup up to Revolution. I'm sure there's going to be some sort of blow up there. Wednesday after Revolution is probably where the final breakup happens. And uh, Jericho goes on tour of the Fozzy. We see him come back um, probably as the Painmaker, probably like evil Painmaker NFT Jericho. Oof. Yeah, th- those, those clips you were posting today. Jesus Christ. Oh, yeah, it's probably a good time to bring that up. Uh, as you all know, listeners, I am a uh, devoted listener to the talk is Jericho podcast. Uh, Jericho's guest on the most recent episode was, is a conspiracy theory type guy. And, uh, he had some just really funny stuff to just to say, you can follow me on Twitter at cool step uncle. I posted some clips there, but honestly, like listen to talk is Jericho. Uh, Jericho is a really good podcaster and it was a, a very interesting episode. Uh, yeah, interesting's a, a a word. It was really funny. It was super worth listening. It was very funny. Yeah, it, it is a word. So. Like it was. It, we we need more. Like because Jericho has had like a bunch of different types of conspiracy theory type people on his podcast. Most of them are like complete cranks. Uh, gotten into you know the more problematic conspiracy stuff. This guy mostly harmless. Just uh, uh, believes like on a lot of goofy shit and it is just a lot of fun fun that's that's another word for it uh sammy guevara threatens to quit the inner circle again and next week we're going to get santana ortiz against uh chris jericho and jake hager which uh yay (laughs) and jake hager is in it so yeah but you know this is the kind of match that we need to lead to this right like here we go we all wanted the inner circle blow up so don't complain when it happens just let it happen yeah, I guess. Uh, we then go backstage, and we have uh, Rapongi Vice and the Young Bucks. Uh, so I guess that match is finally going to happen. Uh, oh, but wait. There's more. But wait, there's more. We get Adam Cole. Attacking. But wait. There's more. There's more. Oh, fuck. It's Jay White. Oi. It's Jay White, the knife pivot. He beat Kenny Omega. Shout out to the Russell Splania podcast. For yeah, shout out Rachel Millman for that tweet that's lived in my brain since it's happened. I literally, not exaggeration at all, every single time Jay White comes into my consciousness, I think about that tweet. Every single time. Yes. I, mean, I just associate it with him automatically. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I, but uh, wow. Okay. So does this mean he's done an impact now too, or we just trying to build up for like one of the New Japan of America shows coming up? Because you know that, that's gonna happen. So uh, he he came he came through the forbidden door, but he also left the forbidden window cracked, and if he needs to like get back out. Um, there's a forbidden doggy door, but it's kind of like oversized for like a big dog. So he could probably get through that if he needed to. And you know what? Jay is White's that, very agile. Is, is that code, really needed is that code to. for Tomohiro Ishii, the big dog? No, he just like, let's, let's say he needed to get through the forbidden skylight. I bet you he could climb up there and like, uh, make that happen. <laughs> what uh, you gotta do is you have to make sure you leave Jay White, the forbidden garage door code. Just in case he needs to get in that way. I, I'm just looking forward to Jay White uh, stabbing the 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 elite in the back yet again with with a switchblade. 
Yeah, with an actual knife. Yeah. I can't wait. But with but with a knife this time. Because that's, yeah, that's, no, I, I mean we're gonna they, we're gonna see hear from Adam Cole a little bit more later in the show, but we're we're definitely sowing some seeds of, of some interesting stuff with the future of the elite and uh maybe even bullet clubs. So more on that in a little bit. Yeah. Uh you know, I I just thought, you know, can you imagine uh MJF and Jay White trying to out heal each other because Jay White is on another fucking level. As he's another one of those on another level heels. Yeah, but you know, interesting to see him do it in North America because it is a different game, and like, uh, you know, oh. North American television is a different world. Jay White not very experienced there, so I am excited to see what happens with Jay White and what his character on AEW television looks like. Oh, Paul, do you, do you, oh, wait, that's right. You left before the main event at Madison Square Garden. Didn't yeah, you? and that wasn't televised, so that doesn't count either. I'm talking about TV, man. Yeah, uh, yeah, he got, oh, Madison Square Garden fucking hated Jay White, let me tell you. Well, yeah, because I, and the other side of it was Okada, so it's, a little, again, it's a little bit different. Like, well, that's so, true, too. I mean, Cody like, Rhodes not, got I don't, booed I, out of L.A. against, I, I got booed out of Long Beach against Okada, too. So. Well, Co- Cody Rhodes gets booed out of everywhere. Well, now he does, yeah. But like no, it's 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 a, it is a different thing, and it's uh, it's you have to make character adjustments, and I'm I'm intrigued to see what they end up being and what that character looks like here. Yeah, well, we'll we'll see. I mean, we we've seen hints of it on on Impact. I mean, he he's done oh, no. a bunch of wait, wait 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 wait. You well, say we? Well, uh, okay, maybe you the collective like, we. Like a, like like some like a few people have seen that. I mean, no, like a I don't. Handful I, of people. No, I don't even have access. I don't even have access TV anymore. So a, a smattering of people have seen Jay White on Impact. <laughs> Our second match of the evening, a face of the revolution qualifier match. Uh, Isaiah Cassidy of Private Party versus, holy fuck, it's Keith Lee. I am not surprised at all, but also cool. So, yeah, this was the uh, the big free agent signing, the big anticipated one that everyone has been talking about since Tony Khan announced that he would be doing this or this would be happening. Um this was the number one name, right? This was probably the most expected name of the potentials being thrown around, Jeff. Is that probably fair to say? I, I would say so. I mean, I know that uh, a lot of people are still looking for Johnny Gargano to show up, but also I know, I think there's stories that Gargano is waiting for a uh, a baby to be born before he does that. Oh, so, well, well, good for him. I understand. But, uh, yeah, it was, it was going to be either... Keith Lee, yeah, Keith Lee or or Gargano, and it was Keith Lee, and I, I have two word note for this match, which was this ruled. <laughs> yeah, this a lot of fun. So I've been a little bit critical of Keith Lee, mostly because Keith Lee out of character is um, a little bit off putting with all the uh, uh, epic uh, 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 Hark Good Morrow type uh, uh, Larper guy posting. Um, but (laughs) all of that kind of gets erased as soon as Keith Lee, like hits the entrance ramp and starts that walkout and you immediately can just feel that presence. Like this guy really is something special as a professional wrestler and just not watching New York and not seeing his work lately. Uh, I guess it was pretty easy for me to lose sight of that, but all of that is gone. And I have immediately reminded why people look at Keith Lee, the way they look at him or, or want to see Keith Lee 
uh, in the spots they want to see him in because this guy wrestles, looks, feels, has all the makings of a top star. I mean, yeah, yeah, Jr. was 100% into this, and you know because Keith Lee is such a Jr. wrestler, you know, and a big old boy that can do big old boy things, but then also. Uh, flashes of absolute incredible athleticism that he doesn't overuse or oversell. What I really liked about this match is that Keith Lee did not pull out even close to the whole bag of tricks. No. Just no, enough no, no. that if you, like uh, my girlfriend, for example, who had never seen Keith Lee before, came away from this like super impressed with what she did see. And I didn't even have the heart to tell her that this was the tip of the iceberg. Like he barely even got into his bag of tricks and what he can do. Um. Uh, once again, I mean, I, I know this is a frequent thread on this show. We had to bring this up once again. How, if you are New York, do you fuck this guy up? How do you? I mean, there's a few of them that you can be a little bit hyperbolic. No hyperbole, man. How do you fuck this one up? Holy shit. I'm actually like, as we're saying this, I have on my timeline the gif of that initial first toss of Isaiah Cassidy. And shout out to Isaiah Cassidy. For really selling in this match, man. Ooh, like he, he wonderfully. Got, he got thrown around. He got tossed. He got some off got some offense in as well, to be fair, but mostly got tossed. Mm-mm-mm. So Keith Lee is all elite. And we are very, very all elite. He gets um a win in a match that was a little bit longer than I expected it to run. Uh went through a commercial break and again Isaiah even got a little more offense than I expected. Yeah. But um, a really fun match. Hey, you know what? Related to to big boys that we wonder how how New York fucked up. Where the fuck is Miro? Uh, probably with his really hot wife. I mean, yeah, but why is he not on our TV? Uh, I would refer you to the previously mentioned hot wife. Fair. We didn't get a video package of uh, Doctor Britt Baker DMD. DMD. Uh, Thunder Rosa and Mercedes Martinez as we head into our uh, Thunder Rosa versus Mercedes Martinez no DQ match next week. And then uh, we get Sammy Guevara and his cue cards, at which time I uh, took that time to go get me some dessert. Oh, what was for dessert? Uh, for dessert today, it was a uh, it was a uh, frozen uh, Clio, uh, which is like a... Uh, chocolate covered uh greek yogurt thing i had a vanilla flavored one and if you freeze them it's like it's like you know a a a low carb ice cream bar like a little uh, like a little ice cream treat i'm i I got some i got some mini ice cream sandwiches in the freezer so i rocked one of those guys there you go yeah so you know i try to do i I feel a little less guilty if i get a miniature one instead of a full size so yeah then what ends up happening is i'll eat three of them and then it it just doesn't count and then it just kind of yeah it uh, kind of negates the whole rule when you eat three, apparently. Uh, we come back and uh, we get our aforementioned tag team mat- contest between uh, FTR versus CM Punk and his mystery partner. And, uh, okay, yeah, I was very happy with this mystery partner. It was one Mr. John Moxley. Moxley. Yeah. Yeah, so this was an interesting moment because it was another one of the parts of this show where everyone expected another debut because we had been doing that yeah. um, all night, and we expected more debuts and more debuts, and I, a lot of people were thinking maybe Samoa Joe. And there was a few other names being thrown around for this moment, but you'll never disappoint anybody if the other side of it's John Moxley. So uh, good no. on them for knowing, hey, it's it's not going to be a big debut, but what else can we do to really wow this crowd? Give them John Moxley. 
Did you notice the Akira hoodie on uh, on Mox? Oh, I did. It's been there's been a lot of buzz about that. Shout out to John Moxley for rocking an Akira hoodie. That's fantastic. Yeah, that that that, that is great. John Moxley loves deathmatch wrestling, folks. Uh, yeah, it turns out. Um, yeah. Uh, so one thing I will say, I absolutely love this match. The crowd kind of died during it, though, a little bit. Um, yeah, I guess. I don't know. The crowd energy was a little bit hard to read at times here. Like I felt like they were into it, but you just couldn't hear them properly. Or, and I don't know if it's the acoustics of that room or the way things were miked, or if it was just the crowd. There was some strange stuff happening at times throughout the show. I mean, that first hour was very promo heavy, and I could see where that could suck kind of the life out of the room. Well, it sucked the life out of me, Jeff. Like this was a weird show for me to like, like take in yep, and experience. I, I, see. <laughs> Yeah, see, because like, yeah, the first hour was so loaded with promos and talky stuff. And, uh, you know, dear listener, if you've been listening, you know, I'm not a big fan of the talky wrestling show. Uh, too much talky makes me uh, turn offy. But uh, they, they, the back end of it was like really, really action heavy. But it took me a while to like kind of get back into that mode because they had taken me out of it almost you know what i mean yeah well i think that happened with the crowd until you know you know of course the second i verbally said i think the crowd kind of died here boom the crowd got back into it because you know we had a uh you know a hot tag to cm punk um that doomsday device for punk and moxley the doomsday that, device was spectacular was, there was, was a lot nice. of great stuff in this match it was a really good match i kind of think we should have either ended the match on the doomsday device or held it off until we did all the other stuff and had that be your finish to me that was the the, the true finish of the match is by a doomsday device you don't really need to do the, the parallel finishers if you can uh if you can end with that move yeah you know? which reminds me uh one of the things we did not get to talk about last week uh punk breaking out the pepsi plunge yes he did uh so that's the closest thing we're going to see to a pedigree in aew until cody breaks it out <laughs> uh cm punk does get the win so i guess uh yeah we'll be getting that that match with uh, M- that rematch with MJF probably at Revolution because I mean it- it- it's pay per view build time. We- yeah, or you know what? Another one happening before the pay per view, and then the pay per view one being the third in a trilogy. I can also see. Hmm. Yeah, maybe and that one being that one being some sort of stipulation match for your blow off. Yeah, maybe, maybe. Uh, our fourth match of the evening, Jay Cargill defending the TBS championship against a deb- another debut, one we had no Debut's idea pants. about, a debutante. Well, they did uh, uh, mention it a couple of hours ago. Uh, I think Tony Khan tweeted it out that it would be AQA. Yeah, I do not know anything about AQA. I want to know more after this because that was one of the cleanest, cleanest shooting star presses I've ever seen. Yeah, so AQA did she she had a little a uh, little about me uh, blurb thing. She kind of talked about herself a little bit during the entrance there. Yes, uh, she was trained by Booker T at Reality of Wrestling. She had a cup of coffee in NXT as Zeta Ramier. Uh, oh, wow! Recently released there. <laughs> wow! I, yeah, yeah, she that, had a little bit of time there. Background in sports and. Uh, uh, tremendous yeah you said the shooting star press but what really uh stood out to me was uh her ability to sell for someone like jade cargill and for jade specifically really stands out it's it's a big difference when someone can really properly sell for jade's move set and her match quality and how much uh 
how much it determines that. Right? Um, yeah, and once again, once Jade Cargill gets the actual ring chops down, oh my, she is. I mean, be, she's be, already pretty. There was a couple like towards the end, just a couple little timing hiccups, but mostly Jade had one of. I mean, this was her best title defense, I think. Of what she's had so yeah, far. I think so. Uh, and but again, yeah, it's it's it, it, it comes a lot down to her opponents, and for someone like Jade, and even when Jade's really good, it's still going to come down to her opponents because you just need people that sell properly for this type of wrestler. Yeah, and again, I I think once she actually gets the 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 ring, the the technical side of of doing the wrestling down. Uh, I mean, you got to think she's unstoppable. She's twenty seven and zero, and those are those twenty seven matches are the totality of her wrestling career. Indeed. Those are all of her. Those are literally all of her matches. She uh, speaking of talk is Jericho. She was the guest last week and also super worth listening to. But uh, something else that she mentioned, she never even had any like school or training matches or anything prior to the uh, the, Shaq the debut with the, with, with the Shaq match. Yeah, that was her first any kind of wrestling match. Wow. And she's just been she got thrown right into the deep end from there. So think about that, like how far she's come in just in less than a year. Yeah, no Pretty amazing uh, stuff, she, man. She's uh, can't stop saying enough good things about Jade Cargill. She really is that bitch. Uh, ooh. We then go backstage with the Young Bucks and Adam Cole and they uh, hey, we have continuity mentioning Jay White. And uh, yeah, Jay White kind of doesn't like Kenny Omega <laughs> at all. They uh, are decidedly not friends, but also continuity wise, uh, Adam Cole mentions, you know, we, we said it's Bullet Club for life, right? So we're all still Bullet Club for life. So think about that. And planting those seeds, I think, is really interesting. And uh, I'm I'm glad they're doing it this way. I know we're going to start seeing, you know, the real cracks in the elite happening here. And, and we are. Like, Adam Cole walks away. And, you know, the Bucks were like, did you know about this, Brandon? They're all, you know, they're starting to get a little paranoid now. They're seeing that. You know, maybe they can't trust everybody and maybe people and, you know, they're starting to have their own doubts. Yeah. The whole thing with. Yeah. But the whole thing with that, with uh, your bullet club for life, it was like, yeah, no, uh, that that is definitely not what Jay White thinks. (laughs) Well, that's well, that's the best part about this is that the thing about bullet club is that everybody just betrays everybody. So like that bullet club for life thing is such bullshit. That's one of the best parts about it. Yeah, well, there's an element there that 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 I can't really get into because we'll get in the weeds. But you know, if, if perhaps say uh, two certain uh, gorillas of destiny were to show up, uh, we can get into that whole thing. Well, so. you know, I think I think that's a matter of when, not if. Yeah, well, you know. On that note, uh, we then get a uh, our fifth match of the evening: a five minute rookie challenge. With Serena Deeb against a uh, uh, someone I don't remember ever seeing before. Let me look her up. Uh, Katie. Oh shit! The match is over. <laughs> match is over. Uh, say on commentary, Katie Arcade had one match before on Dark somewhere, one that I uh, did not catch. But yeah, uh, five minute challenge. We only needed one minute. Goodbye. Uh, so Serena Deeb is going to be out here murdering rookies for a while. And you know what? I'm all for it. Get stretched. Get stretched, kids. Let's do it. Let's do it. Yeah, I want. I seriously want Serena just out here making like uh, young wrestlers cry like fucking Stu Hart in the dungeon. Oof. <laughs> Oof. I'm into it. Ooh. Uh, we then uh, get our previews for uh, Rampage on Friday, which you will be covering at twitch.tv slash wrestling brain on That's Friday the website. Night. That's the that's the Twitch. You do that 
Friday nights and Monday mornings and all there's all kinds of stuff to, to do there on the wrestling brain now. Uh, along with that, we got a package, uh, a video package, uh, recapping the Jurassic Express versus Gun Club feud as we head into that title match. On, Wait, what's the Gun Club? I don't know what that is. Uh, the Ass Boys. Oh, the Ass Boys. Yeah, I know them. Yeah, you, you know the the Ass Boys. Oh, Whoa, yeah. Billy Ass and the Ass Boys. You know what? This show had a decided lack of Danhausen. Yeah, there was no housing on this show. Uh, I, I'm very uh, disappointed. I was really hope. I'll tell you when I was really hoping for it was that Texas Deathmatch main event. I was really hoping that Lance Archer was going to pull something out from under the ring and uh, Danhausen <laughs> was going to be there. That would have been great. I was really hoping for it. That it was a big missed great. opportunity, in my opinion. That we'll get to that. That would have been great. Oh, boy. And speaking of which, our main event of the evening, Adam Page versus Lance Archer the uh, for the AEW World Championship, Texas death match. Do you think that this match was kind of getting brushed to the side a little bit with all the hype about the, the signings and, you know, the the – the storyline surrounding CM Punk versus MJF. Do you think this was kind of getting brushed to the side a little bit? I don't know about brushed to the side. It was just the way they sort of timed the marketing for it. Like they spent the last two weeks really hyping this match up, like in a lot of like vignettes and in their advertisement and stuff. And then over the last like four or five days since rampage, since Friday night, they've really pivoted to like aggressively pushing the debuts and stuff. So they kind of split their time. Right. And they kind of, th- I think they probably felt like we've done all the marketing we can do for this. Let's move on. This match is sort of set. So we don't necessarily need to hype it for these last couple of days. It's just sort of, I think, just sort of a strategic thing. Yeah. Um, so uh, Paige, of course, attacks Archer in the back, and we, we, we start right off with within a minute of this match, we have Archer is, is bleeding. Um, well, then we get Dan Lambert tearing down the ropes with the, the, the top rope. Yeah, um, that was pretty early on too. That wasn't those only that a was few very, minutes. In, that so. was very early. Yeah, this so, match went a little longer than I expected, but it, it definitely came in real hot. It it, it did. Um, and boy, did oh god, did did Adam Page have a gusher going on tonight? Oh yeah, Hangman uh, got some color. The champion has been bleeding for this uh, for this run, man. Um, they probably will need to change the canvas. It probably needed to change the canvas and you know mop down the the ring mats for uh, that that they canvas. Did, they did the, the before they did the, the rampage taping. Well, remember rampage uses a different canvas. They have the uh, oh, the that is true. Guys, I forgot. So. You're right. I forgot. Although although they might have to get another one of those because I'm guessing the blood probably straight bled through in his eye. On that canvas now too. I'm excited to. See, I'm going to look for bloodstains on the uh, rampage canvas on Friday. You do that. You you keep us posted. Uh, that fork segment. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Lance Archer's a sicko. I love him. Jesus Christ. I was talking about this like in the lead up to this. Like Lance Archer is a really good opponent. Like uh, I guess periphery or like secondary title challenger for Hangman's run here. And uh, I thought he executed his role in this match perfectly, just being like a violent, psychopathic monster that Hangman has to overcome. Yeah, that that will never actually challenge for the title. Like legit, like nobody thought Lance Archer was going to win this match. I, like, I mean, I, you know, going into it, I was pretty sure he wasn't going to win this match, but he did a nice job, you know, making it believable and yeah, giving Hangman a really strong obstacle to overcome. Yeah, and. Uh... Wow, that this was good. They did a clever way to do the buckshot lariat with the yes. with the top rope down. That was good. 
Um, they yeah, maybe really could have moved finish. the tables a little further away from. Yeah, so, you know, you don't realize it when when you're setting those up, and then you're like, "Oh shit, the other guy is six foot eight. He's gonna travel a little further." Yeah, but it it, it was uh, this was a fantastic match for 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 all the talk this that is, there was no hype uh, for like, this. And for, oh, go ahead. No, I mean, I was hyped for this one, Jeff. Like, I was really excited for this one going in, and it gave me exactly what I was looking for. Yeah, I mean, no, this was this was great. Uh, Adam Page uh, succeeds his third defense of the title. Um, so yeah, and uh, post match we have Adam Cole, baby. Did not get his guy's name Adam. This is a thing that never would happen in New York because you would never see two dudes named Adam share the ring. Right. There wouldn't even be guys named Adam. They would just be Cole and Page. They wouldn't even have first names. You know, I remember uh, when those two. both went and debuted in New Japan, and uh, only one of them got over. Huh? You'd be surprised which one it was the one that got over. Well, you know, th- things change. Life comes at you fast, Jeff. Life yeah. comes at you fast. Yeah, uh, yeah. So, uh, and that with that, we close out this week's episode of AEW Dynamite. Overall, I really enjoyed this. It, it, it overcame a very talky first hour. Overcame, I think, is certainly the right phrase for it. Like, there was a lot of me that, like, enjoyed the parts of the show and then having trouble appreciating it as, like, one product, like, as one sum total. Like, I don't know that it was, like, the best dynamite as a whole, but it contains so many good elements that, uh, it, it was it had a lot of stuff that I liked. So like I don't know. I I know a lot of people are gonna say like this was a great dynamite, this was a fantastic dynamite. It didn't land as a full show for me, but all the stuff that happened in it, even if it wasn't like perfectly executed, I was happy with the result and with the uh forwarding of all the various narratives that were going on. So I, I, satis- how about how about this? It was a satisfying dynamite. Yeah, I, I I'm gonna say that. The, the second hour was much better than the first. Definitely agree with that. Yeah, that that, that was the I, big. Yeah, agree. yeah, I, I yeah, the first hour is like, oh, you know, with between. And here's the thing. And it's like, I don't even want to say the first hour was bad. I don't think any of that stuff was bad. I just thought front loading all that talky stuff at once was a rough proposition. Yes, it was. And I think, again, I think that took the uh i think they took the crowd out of it during and for as as much as like we we talk about like positively about aew's pacing on dynamite i need to criticize it when it's not paced properly and i thought the show was paced strangely it it kind of was agreed but uh overall it 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 overcame its shortcomings and i again yeah i was satisfied with this so paul go ahead and plug yourself you can follow me on Twitter at Cool Step Uncle on Twitch at twitch.tv slash Thick Flare. And, of course, uh, Jeff mentioned this, but every Friday night after Rampage, we do a Rampage uh, uh, post show over at twitch.tv slash Wrestling Brain. I do that with Sick Nick. And then every Monday at 11 a.m. over at twitch.tv slash Wrestling Brain, you can catch First Contact. It's my morning show. We get into all different types of stuff from all over the wrestling world there. Uh, we've been having a lot of fun last week uh, or this past Monday, I should say. We did a deep dive on the life and times and career of a uh, very bad indie deathmatch wrestler, Peter B. Beautiful. So uh, we do wow, stuff I've, like that. I, I, I have never heard of this person. 
Oh man, yeah. So this is the kind of stuff that we're gonna we're gonna show you all kinds of stuff. Uh, get into all different types of worlds of wrestling over there. Uh, so come on and uh, do some time theft. Uh, don't be productive at work. Uh, turn on Twitch and watch Wrestling Brain every Monday, eleven a.m. I, you know, one of these days I'm gonna have to like take off on Monday so I can uh, so I can either either listen in pop or, in or you yeah you just pop in maybe you can maybe do, there's a pop there's into the little, show. Yeah. Oh, I would love you to call in, of course. Yeah. We, we, I, I, I don't have. I, had, and also, I don't have a Twitch I, I had account. My good buddy, I had my good buddy Dirk Universe call in uh, last time. I'm going to have some more guests. Uh, I have some. I have some names, some people that you would have heard of uh, lined up down the pipe uh, coming down the line here, and I'm hoping to get some uh, wrestler interviews in the very near future as well. So a lot of fun stuff there. In the meantime, you can find me at Strong Style Story without the Ian Style on Twitter. My personal Twitter at GD Wessel two S is one L. Yeah, the the merging of the accounts has kind of uh, hit a wall because I just have not had time to, that. to do it. I just haven't had time to to, oh, just to do merge that. the accounts. Just I, you turn the I, one I'm, off and I'm you start working. using another one. I, I'm trying to. I'm trying to work on it, but I got to migrate some people over too. You know, I, uh, I, whatever. You know. If, they, if they're not, if they can't migrate, you know, they just got to get with the program. Yeah. Well, uh, I'm going to plug something. I'm going to plug Dragon Gate because uh, shit's been happening in that promotion. And uh, y- you should see it if you like good story line driven professionals wrestlings. So, uh, yeah, check out Dragon Gate. Uh, dig it, man. Uh, Paul, any last words for this week? Uh, I'm gonna sing myself a nursery rhyme, but I'm gonna turn the microphone off first. Oh, okay, cool. We'll see you next week.